0: To the I don't know what do we want to call this? Do we want to call? We can call it the hook. Sure. There we go. I just put sure. the banner up there. Put okay. The sure. Back up there. We still have sure. the hook. Sure. Sure. Um,
1: Is it Friday? I mean, t- no. No. Maybe shouldn't this be a lounge? Um. Mm, no, because I don't feel like drinking. So. Well, I haven't had a drink. I still haven't had a drink yet. So it's been six weeks for me. But like, yeah, we certainly made uh drinking a part of the hook too, right? Because shouldn't isn't this going to be a lounge? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We're just gonna go okay. with it being the hook. This all right, is the hook. Fine. All right, fine. Um, I, yeah. I mean, it, look, that's a pretty good um kind of explainer for where things stand with us here, right? <laughs> uh, as as we all try to build the plane in the air. Um, the Lakers had a deadline. The NBA had its NBA trade deadline. A Indeed. lot of stuff happened. Um, Kevin Durant is a Phoenix Sun. Mm-hmm. Um. Russell Westbrook is no longer a Los Angeles Laker. Patrick Beverly is um, in Orlando. And if he gets bought out, apparently Minnesota isn't interested in him. So that's kind of an upset. Uh, There's a whole bunch that we have to discuss here. Um, I guess that what we have to start with is the Russell Westbrook trade, right? Eight. Yeah, the, theoretical, done.
1: The, the theoretical Russell Westbrook trade for my purposes. Yeah. Um, and it by is, the way, it the, is uh,
0: none of this has been announced formally except for uh, as a part of this Russell Westbrook trade. Actually, Mike Conley has been announced by the Minnesota Timberwolves. So that hmm. that would hmm. in, that would indicate that. All right. Things well, I'll are will certainly about, moving closer to being officially <laughs> I will talk announced. about that portion then. Yeah.
1: Um, by the way, the uh, the Twitter timeline is said you did me dirty with the uh, the screenshot promoting uh this our appearance here promoting the show and all they're right. also very upset i don't with pick you. those and they're also very upset with you that um this is not this is not available live i'm just i'm just relaying information because i'm still it is twitter. live oh we are live
0: right. on twitter like okay <laughs> so cool it's, I think on, they mean, it's on i twitter. think they mean
1: live like they can pop in with us but
0: oh um, i mean uh, twitter we'll you
1: see. it's twitter youtube where else right
0: uh, yeah, it's everywhere that you okay. follow Silver Screen and Roll, cool. that you follow me, all of that stuff. All yeah. right,
1: so um, yeah, let's talk about the Mike Conley portion, <laughs> the most important portion <laughs> of this of this <laughs> potential potential yeah. deal for uh for Lakers fans.
0: Uh, yeah. So so as as uh, James is asking, the trades are not official yet. There are physicals that have to be done. There have to be uh, trade calls made, and as you would imagine. Right now, there's a big ass line. <laughs> yeah, the queue they call it. Yeah, huh? <laughs> there's a big ass line uh, in the in the uh, in the phones of the league offices as everybody tries to get their trades in. Um, usually, you'll see kind of a trickle for the last like you know 10, 15 minutes of trades that you know were maybe agreed on before two you know two o'clock my time noon nobody Pacific. Uses,
1: nobody uses Central Time. Stop it.
0: I know, I know. I, 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 that was the one time I, I messed up. That's my apologies. Yeah. But uh, noon Pacific, 3 uh, Eastern time uh, is when trades usually have to be agreed upon. Sometimes as everybody is is standing in that queue or waiting in that queue to make the call into the league office, you will get you know a, a trickle of a couple more deals here. Mm-hmm. Um, for the most part, though, a lot of teams are leaking that they are done. Uh, the Lakers being one of them. Indicating to Dan Wojciech of the LA Times that they are done. So, yeah, this is as as it stands right now. Here's the Lakers, as Aaron would say, theoretical roster Um, LeBron James, Anthony Davis. Actually,
1: let's not say theoretical because uh, famously, uh, Zach Lowe, who has, uh, in my Mm -hmm. opinion, the best uh, national basketball podcast. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, and maybe coverage if you want, Uh, is kind of out of the breaking news business. But I really enjoy. That's first on my list uh, for for national listens is is his, mm-hmm. and he continues to call the uh, Brooklyn Nets the greatest theoretical t- team in NBA <laughs> history. So let's yeah. let's say let's not let's call it something else than the Lakers theoretical you know roster. That has that's bad why vibes we're calling,
0: now. that's why we're calling this the hook uh, because I want to talk about the Brooklyn Nets. I want to talk about the Toronto Raptors. I want to ca- talk about the Chicago Bulls, the Detroit Pistons. Um, these coward ass teams that didn't do the stuff that they needed to do to fully um, ingratiate themselves into whatever next step is, is ready for them uh, organizationally. But, but yeah, so like I said, LeBron, AD, D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, Rui Hachimura, Mo Bamba, um, Austin Reeves, Lonnie Walker, Dennis Schroder, Wenyan Gabriel, Max Christie, Troy Brown Jr. and Devon Reed are your 14 rostered That's, that Lakers. like
1: 82 guys.
0: You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of syllables and names and stuff. Okay, so, right, like, I think that's what's kind of going on there. Um, but yeah, the Lakers do have 14 players right now. Um, when all of these trades get uh, agreed upon formally, they will have 14 players on their roster. One more spot for the buyout market. Buyout market's going to be kind of interesting this year um, because Maybe. of the amounts of activity that we saw in in uh, in this deadline. Um, As compared to years past, um, I do think, I think the biggest story, other than obviously uh, Kevin Durant being traded to the Phoenix Suns, but the biggest kind of macro story in the NBA right now was the market resetting. Everybody kind of moved past, hey, this is what uh, Rudy Gobert went for. Uh, This is what we're expecting. At, At one point, you know, players like Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt were supposed to fetch a first rounder on their own. They go, they and D'Angelo Russell go for a first rounder. Um, So I think we're seeing the market kind of reset itself. Um, And, and, you know, outside of that, that handful of coward teams that I talked about, uh, I think for the most part, everybody did fairly well. I think for the most part, like, I don't see a buyer that I look at and say, what the hell were you thinking? I, 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 of the buyers, I think everybody made pretty prudent moves. Yeah, I mean
1: I said I said on Twitter uh I don't know maybe half an hour ago that um the uh entire Pacific saw the king- Kings leading the division and just said nah like no this ain't <laughs> no this ain't it. Um because yeah. Pacific division four, is just insane. all four of the other teams in the in the Pacific division ended up theoretically so far it looks yeah. like maybe um being buyers but as, as it relates to so I think partially it uh the market was reset but i think the other factor in it is that may have because you said there was this big flurry of deals and there were a lot of deals but i think the market resetting may have also stopped some deals um mm. because certain teams toronto for example had an idea of what they were should be their guys yeah. were worth and when they saw what other teams were getting for first round picks what kind of guys were going for one first round pick or
0: yeah, they I think became a, sell- or a buyer.
1: Yeah, beaten. Well, they became a buyer, but they also couldn't find anybody to meet that price. Uh, yeah, for their guys. So I, I think I think their intention was to be a seller, um, but once they saw what people were actually going for and what the offers were for the guys that they were willing to sell on, they didn't think it was worth it, and then kind of shifted, pivoted into being buyers. Um, that's also that also is the case seemingly with. Uh, how am I going to phrase this? Um, there were guys that were rumored to be Lakers targets. Um, and those those teams, the incumbent teams with those players, had a price tag for those guys mm-hmm. that they, they were putting out into the world that, oh, we'll just keep this guy um, yeah. if we don't get what we want. And nobody was willing to meet that price that they they wanted. So they did end up keeping guys. I still think they were bluffing one team in particular that I'm not going to mention. Maybe you can figure it out. I I I still think they were bluffing um, and had no intention of keeping said player. But then once they saw what they could actually get in return, not what they hoped to get in return, they got they got painted into a corner.
0: Yeah, I mean that could be a couple teams. The two teams that kind of come to mind. Well, actually, three teams now because of the Kevin Durant trade and because like the Brooklyn is. I don't. Brooklyn's kind of a mess. Like you look at their roster, it's a whole bunch of guys that I thought would make a lot of sense. Like this is where I give. Danny Ains credit for once he traded Rudy Gobert and once he traded, um, well, yeah, once he traded Rudy Gobert, and you knew that a, a, another move had to be made, and they traded Donovan Mitchell. Um, mm-hmm. He maximized on that moment and and carried out what needed to be done as the secondary moves there. You know, now did he did he maybe hold on to a couple guys a little too long and see their prices drop? I, I think you could probably argue that. Maybe, um, but but I, I think. I, I'm not complaining that that might be the case as again, it benefited the Lakers, but like here with the Nets, you know, you trade, you trade Kyrie Irving to Dallas and you get back Dorian Finney Smith and you get back Spencer Dinwiddie and you say, we're still competing. And that's the one thing that like these teams, and I know it's a lot easier for me to say it than it is to be done. But these teams that trade superstars and convince themselves that they're still going to compete is the dumbest thing that can be done in the sport. Like, you just need to address reality. You know, what's your thing with reality, right? You have to live in reality on reality's terms. Deal with reality on reality's terms, yes. Yeah. I, I, You know, once you trade James Harden and Kyrie Irving in successive seasons, you're not competing still. You're not going to be able to keep Kevin Durant. And lo and behold, they try it now. The Kevin Durant trade—they do get their four, their four unprotected picks from Phoenix. Um, they those picks are going to be pretty garbage though, because Kevin Durant is going to be there, maybe. Um, and Devin Booker is still going to be good that far out in advance, I would imagine. Um, but they—they they get those picks. They get back some wings that I thought, okay, now just flip those guys for more picks, and and really try to fall down the standings as best you can. But that that never came to fruition. No, they're too. They're too they're too good right now to fall down the standings enough for it to be meaningful it's too late for all that um i don't think it matters like it's not even amount they don't even have their pick this year like it no, doesn't no, matter I, if they I, fall or whatever they Well they, no they I, I, they
1: do, they have a pick it's a pick swap this year with Houston yeah. so this would right. be the one year for them to tank if they were going to but they're too far their yeah. record is too good for it to make a meaningful difference for them to tank um the other issue um I mean, they did. They did. were able to move Crowder and get uh, what was it, five seconds. I think five it was that was the that was a running bit. Everybody, yeah. everybody committed to the bit. Five second they, routers. Yeah. Christ. Did you see? Uh, I there was something <laughs> that made me smile and chuckle on on Twitter. Uh, they did like somebody was typing, like basically giving the transcript of a phone call between uh, the Bucks and Brooklyn, and it's the Bucks saying, uh, "We want Jay Crowder," and Brooklyn saying. Okay, give us five seconds, and um, and Milwaukee saying okay done, and Brooklyn saying no wait we meant give us five seconds to think about. actually never mind we'll take it.
0: That's good. Yeah, I I I still they don't have, I don't know. Yeah, I I don't, think I, I,
1: I don't think their roster makes a lot of sense, other than they they have a bunch of like third maybe but like third fourth fifth sixth yeah. guys on a decent team and just they don't have. The two guys that they need, um. But I don't really see. Okay, there's two schools of thought. One, like they didn't have much choice. Two, they probably could have held on to the off season and like see, like when KD was done, he's done, right? Yeah, you can hold him hostage for this year, but fine. I don't. This offer probably would have been there in in the off season, but like maybe Brooklyn just said, forget it. The one part that is interesting about this for them is they do have all these picks, but these picks are not their own. So there is no, so they can rebuild your own picks. (laughs) They can rebuild without tanking, right? Like they can try to be as good as they can be. And it doesn't matter because the picks that they have are not their own. So they can rebuild through the draft without tanking is, is my point.
0: Yeah. Um, the only reason I ask, uh, cause I know Lakers fans are listening to this and saying like, why this is the Lakers just made a gigantic trade and, uh, you aren't talking about it. The reason I ask is because, uh, look, I think given the direction that Brooklyn is heading in now, they probably would have been better off trading for Russ and for Kyrie or for, yeah, for Russ and the two first rounders that the Lakers could have given. Um, and, and, you know, have that just done you know and so yeah, uh, I mean, again like you're saying like that
1: is the answer to that I mean the only thing that makes sense for that is that in the couple days if if that was if what the rumors of of a Lakers offer are, are correct and I'm not saying they are or they are not mm-hmm. um, Hennessy is is delicious and uh, still even though I haven't had a drink um, <laughs> I mean the only thing that makes sense is in the few days between than in yesterday that they thought they were going to be able to keep KD and we're going to try yeah. to put it keep it together and then that changed over the you know day or two yeah and, and once KD said would... get me out of here I'm out of here period yeah. like I'm not doing this then they had to shift the priorities on the fly
0: but that's more what I'm talking about when I say like you have to live in reality on realities like once you trade those two guys in six you know consecutive seasons KD's not sticking around like you. Did... There's no world that he's going to be like, oh, yeah, this sounds great. He's doing the Will Smith gift thing where he's just standing around. He's like, where the hell did everybody? What yeah, and, and now people have been posting that for Ben Simmons. Um, yeah. I mean, except I guess, he doesn't care. Fine. Ben Simmons doesn't care. He likes it that way. I don't know. He doesn't want to.
1: I don't, I don't You know what? I'm going to leave Ben alone. Um,
0: I think that you are. I think
1: that was logical, but I don't think that it was known or I don't I don't think the Nets thought that they were going to have to do it immediately it's, I thought it's, I think the Nets thought they were going to get through the year and then revisit it and have some yeah. time to figure it out in the off season and you know kind of get a bidding war together and I told you I didn't I, I told you offline I, we haven't been had done a pod but mm-hmm. that there were teams around the league Kyrie had basically no market um yeah. Well, part of the reason for that is because of Kyrie, right? Because of all that goes along with being in yeah. people not wanting to be in the Kyrie business. But there was also the speculation around the league that
0: His this was
1: going to cause KD to be available. Yeah, People didn't think it was going to be this deadline. People thought he was going to be available in the summer yeah. and teams were hesitant to put forth a Kyrie offer because they thought that those assets or some of those assets that you would use to acquire Kyrie, you would then need subsequently to try to make a run at KD.
0: Yeah. So
1: that depressed Kyrie's market also.
0: Yeah. I, I, yeah, it's the, the, the the whole reason I'm saying this is because like, as it was happening, as the Kyrie thing was unfolding and I'm not, I'm not even uh, that upset about it. Like, Like I think I would rather have, the guys that the Lakers got than Kyrie Irving. I'm probably way in the minority there, especially for the price that it it wound up costing.
1: I, I, I wouldn't say that you're in the minority.
0: But but I I like I, I'm saying this from their perspective that once you're trading Kyrie Irving and likely like just you know logic as it played out, right? Common sense here played out, um you know you're, you're better off taking the picks of the team that you think is going to be bad in 5 to 7 years anyway. Yeah, so. but
1: yeah, but my point my point is they didn't think they were going to have to do it this quickly. And yeah. so the fact that there was this deadline a couple of days later that doesn't give you the chance, the opportunity to really field yeah. field calls and offers from all of these different teams because like they got a lot for KD because they had to do it immediately. Like could yeah. they have gotten more in the summer? Maybe. But yeah. there were there were not a whole lot of teams that were equipped to offer much for KD right now.
0: I'm not I'm not complaining. I just think it was a it was a dumb approach that ignored how this was. But what what do you think they should
1: have done differently? Is I guess my question.
0: Like I said, I think that you 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 make the trade for for a, a rebuilding type of trade here with Kyrie Irving, and you talk to KD and you say, Hey, you probably aren't going to want to be here. Let's figure out where you want to be next. And then you make a trade for more of that rebuilding stuff right away, and you try to and you, and you know if you do get a couple wings back as they were always going to, um, like I actually like that they got Bridges and Johnson Johnson right Cam Johnson yeah uh-huh. um uh like I I actually like that they got those guys and not DeAndre Ayton um I I I I don't really know if I really want to touch DeAndre Ayton moving well forward.
1: you're also I mean they're Best player currently is Nick Claxton, and so like yeah. that doesn't make you can't play the two of them together, so that doesn't yeah. make much sense.
0: So I I, I think uh, I think you know for what I would have done, the approach I would have taken is, hey, Kyrie wants out, we are going to trade him. Katie, you are likely going to want to be traded either ASAP or at at, at the, in the off season. Yes or no? Yes, yes, cool. All right, let's move forward. And right. again, but that's so a, that's you're a saying lot they easier. should have
1: retroactively taken. A different approach to Kyrie. The Kyrie trade is what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think they did this without the my suspicion of what happened is they had conversations with KD about the Kyrie trade um, and got back things that KD told them he yeah. would be good with. And Maybe he wanted he mind. and then he changed his mind. Yeah. That is my Which, that is my supposition
0: yeah that's a fair one and probably how it played out given how kd has changed his mind everywhere else he has been i mean like Um,
1: dorian finney smith specifically kd has been on record saying that he admires his game and would love to play with him and all of that kind of stuff yeah Um, yeah so i suspect this was done at least partially in consultation with kd and then kd said you know what actually nah i'm cool all
0: right let's talk about the lakers um as they did not obviously make the trade that would have sent uh, Russ and those two picks to Brooklyn, they do instead send uh, Russell Westbrook, um, as of right now, to Utah, where he is um, inevitably going to be bought out, you know, reportedly. Uh, They send a first-round pick to uh, Utah, a protected first-round pick, according to reports, top four protected. Um, They get back... In a three-team trade, D'Angelo Russell, they get back Malik Beasley, and they get back Jared Vanderbilt. Uh so as far as a return for Russ and a single pick, that's about as good as you could have hoped for, right? Like the I we you I mean, I, I send you probably like 37 uh fake trades a week, I would say. You're, you are not alone, brother. Um, but like Beasley and Vanderbilt were the were the Utah Jazz players that I always kind of had my eye on the most in 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 a return for Russ. Um, Beasley is a top five ish shooter in the NBA, like he's a legitimately great shooter. Um, you have some off the court issues there with with in his past that you know we will get to whenever the the trade becomes official and all of that stuff. Um, and then you also get Jared Vanderbilt who. Really helps on the wing. Um, really helps on the interior. He's a versatile kind of front court player. He's like Winyan Gabriel. Like, if Winyan Gabriel was a Pokemon, Jared Vanderbilt would be like the next evolution up. Right? I don't know what that, that means. I don't understand the reference, but yeah. fair. I mean, I think um,
1: they're comparable. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think if you want to say Jared Vanderbilt's a better version of Winyan, that's that's yeah. fine yeah
0: um and then and then uh d'angelo russell obviously um ger- what's that theoretically theoretically
1: uh having I mean, nothing D'Angelo to do russell. with having nothing to do with any potential <laughs> trades or Lager trade. Yeah, if you, you were just like those guys as two players, players yeah. if you were just comparing two players <laughs> um yeah i yeah. think they, they they have some similarities but in most respects jared's just better
0: and then uh, D'Angelo Russell, also a part of that return uh, coming from Minnesota. He is back in L.A. And uh, for those of us who have held on to our D'Angelo Russell Island real estate, mm. business is booming. Uh, he is one of the top volume three-point shooters in, in the NBA this year. Um, obviously has some significant defensive uh, limitations that has always been the case throughout his career. There is some concern over the course of his career about his focus in, in winning and all of that stuff. Um, that That is also fair. Uh, there was some immaturity, I think, stuff going on with him and Carl Anthony Towns getting to run an organization, basically, in Minnesota. And that has played out roughly how I would have predicted it. Um, but I do think him, you know, with LeBron with AD um in in a culture that is as focused on on winning as it is where he's like the third fiddle in a in a distant third fiddle here um that that I think will help him um he's not the creator that Russell Westbrook was uh you know with the ball he's a pretty good passer always has been a pretty good passer but that's not like what he is he's basically a shooting guard who has a handle you know and and I think um that is normally the kind of offensive player i would want next to lebron but defensively the the, the limitations are, are are significant they're pretty staggering honestly he's pretty yeah, no, he's a mess. He,
1: i mean he's a mess defensively like <laughs> yeah <laughs> again having nothing to do with any kind of trade packages or anything yeah. like that just no, evaluating just the he's player a... <laughs> he's he's he has gone from a mediocre three-point shooter to a good three-point shooter he's, he's a good yeah. three-point shooter now i i disagree with your characterization he's one of the best volume three-point shooters that's malik beasley just as a player not having nothing yeah. to do with anything yes well like, malik like beasley is i think russell's pretty high up there no no he he yeah yeah, yeah. his volume is not as high as guys like malik beasley who oh, yeah. leads the nba in three-point attempts per 36 minutes um <laughs> but he is now a yeah even more than steph and more than clay he um is
0: zero conscious whatsoever (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean
1: yeah but he's also good at it
0: (laughs) oh yeah you know i'm not complaining when you're that good of a shooter like that's how
1: you want to think doesn't have much of a conscience either yeah but he is now he has gone from like a very mediocre slightly below mediocre but very willing three-point shooter to a this season i think he's like 39.1 or so which yeah makes him makes him really good um and I agree with your assessment about like potential fit kind of stuff. You're also right that he's just, I mean, like, he's plainly <laughs> awful. And he, he's just, no, he's just plainly, he, he's yeah. plainly awful. He's just yeah. awful. Um, <laughs> but he is, he certainly, he, he, he your characterization of him as like a shooting guard and a point guard, like with a point guard handle, kind of. I mean, he does have some natural passing instincts. Mm-hmm. Um, he is, his game is more like a six man, like traditional six man game yeah. where he's kind of just Who like a gunner. gets to
0: start. <laughs>
1: he's kind of just a gunner, yeah. but he, I mean, he's a willing and good passer, but he's kind he of a prefers. gunner. Yeah. He's kind of a gunner, right? Like a good comparison, uh, Jordan Clarkson this year, right? Jordan Clarkson is a gunner, but this year, particularly he's having the best year of his career because he has made huge strides as a passer. Yeah. d has always had that ability and vision. He's a good passer he just tended towards gunning and yeah. it matter. It is mad. It matters less if you tend towards gunning, if you're a 39% three point shooter, as opposed to a 34% free throw shooter, a yep. uh, three point shooter rather. Um, yeah. I, I just think like, should these rumors for all of the Lakers stuff be accurate? I will not speak about any of them specifically, but should the rumors be accurate? Um, I think Rob has done a fantastic job, not only in the guys acquired, uh, theoretically, but the asset management here is like, Mm -hmm. it's not going to get much better than this. And it's fair to talk about what got you in this scenario to begin with. Fine. We will. But reality on reality's terms, ain't nothing you can do about that now. So you have to judge it on what you can do in the moment. And in the moment, I think he and whoever else was involved in these decisions. Mm -hmm. Did a damn good job.
0: <laughs> Aaron's why just you, looking at them, why are you laughing? Look at you go. Look why at you, you go. Me? I have nothing to do with it. What do you mean? I had nothing to do with no, it. I'm just saying. I'm just, you know, I'm just saying. Like you just I had, do you have do you have a mirror off off camera? Like I are do you not. just like Man, I do look not. At, and if you look, look at at behind me,
1: going. if you look behind me, so this was supposed to be my office and it turned into my guest bedroom, which would never be used. And then like people just end up moving here and living with me for six to nine months at a time. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, my sister for example twice so behind me there's a closet with a mirror on it yeah. and I just put the curtains like with thumbtacks back up because then you could see behind me in the mirror so mm-hmm. I no longer have the opportunity to look behind me and look at myself I am vain um, but I'm not that vain
0: so the the other part of this that I want to um, discuss is, is like as it pertains to D'Angelo Russell and and you know, what the fit looks like and stuff. Um, and, and actually the same can be said about Beasley. Both of those guys are a lot closer to how I would prefer to make life easier on LeBron than the path that the Lakers have taken to this point where before the focus was just on creativity that LeBron would give the ball to whichever point guard. First, it was Schroeder. Then it was Russell Westbrook. Um, he would just kind of give the ball to those guys and they would do whatever they want. And then LeBron would take his turn. But I actually, I like this approach significantly more because yeah, you can still do that. Um, but I think like, I I would love to see a, a D'Angelo Russell, LeBron James pick and roll. Um, you can't go under that and, and you can't switch it because LeBron's going to take advantage of that. Um, D'Angelo Russell is actually a really good pocket passer and stuff like that in, in in the pick and roll. So I think that makes a lot of sense. Um and then and then with Beasley, Beasley can run around five or six screens while LeBron either stands off in one of the corners or stands off on one of the wings or has the ball in his hands and watches uh Beasley run around all over the the court and 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 put the put the defense in all kinds of knots while he runs off of screens. Um and that will allow the game to be easier for LeBron. And then when LeBron it, when it's his turn to kind of attack or whatever, um, both of those guys defenses are gonna be a lot more reluctant to leave than they have been with Schroeder, than they have been with Russ, than they were with Rondo, than they were with any number of the guys that the Lakers have had to this point. So just in terms of in terms of like what the basketball is actually going to look like and, and the way that I envision making life easier on LeBron. And I'm not saying this is right or wrong though. The, the, the results of the last couple of years would indicate there may be a wrong approach to it, but like this to me aligns a lot more closely with how I envision making life easier on LeBron. So like Aaron, you don't have to talk about the specific guys or whatever, but Mm -hmm. the theory of making life easier on LeBron, I think makes a lot more sense with this, with this potential approach.
1: Um, Maybe. I mean, yeah, probably, I guess is better than maybe, but it's going to require some differences, right? Like if the roster is overhauled this much, especially at lead ball handler, like especially somebody that's going to play point guard, that doesn't happen seamlessly. That doesn't yeah. happen quickly generally either. Mm-hmm. Um the other issue is if all these rumored things come to fruition, um the Lakers are going to have to play differently. That like second in pace stuff is gone. Um and the Lakers got a lot of their offense and a lot all, basically all of their easy offense through that um and that's gone. Um but um I do think that it will be, the Lakers will be much more difficult to guard in the half court and I think this should Exercise a bunch of those clutch time demons, um, but as I said, like it's going to take some time to get the new guys. You know, there's probably there's at least one new starter, probably and maybe two. I think, it,
0: I think at least two,
1: maybe two. Like, um, and that's going to take that's going to take some time. Um, the other part of this is, and this is not about the Lakers specifically. This is an NBA thing. Like you you're gonna lose all the guys that you send out and their yeah. replacements are not gonna be available. So you're gonna see some strange results today, maybe tomorrow, maybe the next day around the league. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Um as you I know, they guys have get, nine guys get, guys, new guys available tonight. <laughs> well, you have to you have to dress eight minimum. Um, but if you if you like I'm not gonna talk about the guys going out. But the only guys I know are going
0: to be available tonight, theoretically. Um, LeBron, A.D., yeah. Rui, yep. Reeves, Walker, yep. Schroeder, yep. Wenyon, Max, and Troy. So one, two, That's nine. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. Yeah. That's against nine. Milwaukee. That's so. nine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And they didn't yeah. send out any pieces. <laughs> no, they
1: sent out five seconds theoretically. Um, so like and you know, um, you can come you can come back and listen to this later, because I won't say any more than this, mm-hmm. but um I'm not certain everybody's gonna be available from the group you just mentioned. And you can mm. come back and you can come back and listen to this later and see if
0: maybe. Um I mean, it makes some sense. Like there, there's a lot of overlap in skill sets here. Like Schroeder makes sense if he's running your second unit, but I, I think he kind of prefers to start at this stage of his But career. My
1: point is like, when you, when
0: like there, we talked about the overlap with Wenyan and, and Jared Vanderbilt.
1: No, no, no. I, I no, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I should I can't say any more than that, you know, but, 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 I, I, but I'm say saying this. like, the, I, could, those I could nine see... you just mentioned, I'm not sure all of them are going to be available tonight. How about that? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think they're all going to be available tonight. Um, and, but this is like true. You know what? I need to stop there. My <laughs> point is, my point is a- around the league, right? Any can I offer, pieces- can
0: I offer on this front? Can I offer up a, a hoop idea? Yeah. The NBA needs no games on, on deadline, deadline day. Like on trade tra- no, tra- deadline got, day. No,
1: no, 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 no. They love this.
0: No, I know. I, I understand why they prefer this and all of that Good stuff. Yeah. But like you I'm are going to have, have situations... everybody
1: playing on deadline day.
0: Well, yeah. The reason you can't is because you're going to have teams with like seven guys.
1: <laughs> Do, can, can I can, let me let you in on a little secret?
0: No, I know. I the know. The NBA you're, you're is not a basketball
1: you... product. It is a TV show and entertainment product.
0: I understand. But I'm saying I'm saying and like views it's... and
1: what we're doing now and interaction. And what better than that? And having weird games going that people are like, "Oh, wait, we got so and so or lost so and so." Wait, who's available? They they love that.
0: Okay, Understand But everybody. also, like, if you're not a basketball company and you're a basketball league, that's why the NFL is lapping you. Like, NFL focuses on the that's football. Not, not no, 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 and, no, that's not. Why. And it's it, it's part of it. No, <laughs>
1: it's because it is because Americans inherently enjoy the violence of the NFL.
0: Oh, sure. Or yeah. football, and, not the NFL, football. Oh my general. God, we never, I got laid off before I could give you my take on the big bloated stat lines and stuff. I, I We don't have time for it today. Um, we'll have to talk about it later. So, um,
1: so um, but so my point is that I'm, I'm trying to get to and doing so very quickly, obviously. My point is in saying they're like, the guys that are outgoing are outgoing and you don't have the guys that are incoming, in are available yet. And my point in saying I'm not sure that everybody that you just mentioned is going to be available tonight. Um, Of course, having nothing to do with trades, of course. Um, Yeah, totally. In addition to that, the time that it takes to get guys acclimated, not specific to the Lakers, just any time, when you bring guys in, especially guys that are going to play as much as uh, it seems like they'll play, maybe start, that takes some time too. And for as much as it seems like the the Lakers theoretical roster is significantly better and just talent wise and significantly better, more balanced. They're running out of runway here. So like the 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 few games it takes based on who's available and who's not. Do we have the new guys in yet? And then are those guys up to speed? And how do we get them like connected with what we're doing? it's still like an uphill climb for, for the Lakers because there just is not a lot of time left. Like the season is two thirds over.
0: Well, that, that, that's actually a perfect segue that we have to come back to later about, about opportunity cost as, as um, we get it, you know, as, as we figure it out or whatever. But uh, there is another trade (laughs) that, that the Lakers pulled off here reportedly sending Patrick Beverly, um, and a second rounder that they got back from... Well, I guess the, the second trade that they made was Thomas Bryant for Devon Reed and three picks, three second rounders, according mm-hmm. to reports. They then turned around and sent Patrick Beverly and one of those second rounders from uh, Denver to Orlando to get in uh, Mo Bamba and add to their Bamba mentality um, this season. <laughs> and... <laughs> Sorry, I can't help myself. Um, but
1: surprised I'm surprised you didn't say you only know him from
0: the Sheck West song but continue um, I'm surprised you didn't make that joke no nah, I, I, I I try to keep you on your toes and okay. this is the Lakers podcast so bomba mentality was right there it was the it was the hanging curveball yeah um so the uh let's talk about the Thomas Bryant reported trade going to Denver and uh, some of what apparently went into it reportedly, and this is according to multiple reports, Bryant actually requested a trade uh, because of the role that he was playing um, since AD got back. You and I had a discussion quickly on Twitter about yep. how I think Ham's rotations uh, played into some of that and also some of why I think Bryant looked as bad as he has the last couple weeks. Um, I, 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 It doesn't, I, I want to be absolutely clear. They aren't. They weren't going to be able to keep Thomas Bryant. They got back a guy in Devon Reed, who's a really good shooter too. I don't know if he's going to play, but he's a really good shooter if he does. Um, and they got three second rounders for him, one of which they used to go out and get Mo Bamba, who's like a better version of Thomas Bryant. So no, that's no. What? No, they are they are completely dissimilar players. Like the only thing
1: similar about those two guys is they're both black and tall. No, their, well, ga- their
0: games are not similar at no Mobamba likes to shoot three. Like he's like, he, so remember when they, when they acquired Thomas Bryant and the thought that we had with him coming in was, Oh, well he can shoot. Like he was able to shoot while he was there in Washington and, and he's tall. So maybe he can defend the rim. Uh, turns so, out, who th- wait, wait, who thought maybe he can defend the rim. I'm saying, I'm saying like the Royal. We I'm saying that was some discussion out there about the guy. Um, Aaron, I could go find receipts. I could pull all kinds of receipts from all kinds of very optimistic Lakers fans. Okay, fine. But nobody who knows what they're talking about or is paying attention
1: expected Thomas Bryant to have any impact protecting the rim.
0: Um, I beg to differ is all I am going to say. Um, (laughs) Having disagreed with it at the time and and kind of biting my tongue. But anyway...
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, go ahead.
0: uh, So, like, Bryant Bamba um, is kind of on the on the outs in Orlando because Bol Bol has had the season that he has had and now Jonathan Isaac stopped doing his own research on his knee and is available to uh, play also and and um, Bamba, it was weird this last offseason, they renounced their rights to Bamba and made it look like he was about to become a free agent and then they kept him regardless and, and um, wind up trading him now after what's been kind of an up and down season for him. Um, but I, I, I think, I think I have a fair description of his game. He, he also likes to shoot three pointers. He's a significantly better rim protector than there Thomas Bryant. Go. Like he's, he's there a you go. very, he also has the longest wingspan in the league. Yeah. He also he has more arms than anybody is... in the NBA.
1: Yeah. You okay. You're over two now. Um, <laughs> He also, uh, he also is a, a very good athlete, something that Wait, is that, that even true.
0: I thought Bol ball was longer. No, I think,
1: I think, uh, I think Bamba has like, I believe he has the longest wingspan in the league. Yeah. Um, and maybe the, uh, second longest in history other than Wemby Yama who is not in the league yet. Um, but n- neither here nor there, he has an incredibly long wingspan and he's also a good athlete. He has never averaged fewer than one block in a season. Um they are very dissimilar players. They are both they both play center and don't hate shooting. Bomba's a much better shooter than, than significantly Bryant. better. No, um, he's like
0: better at everything than Thomas right and Bryant. they're
1: not but yes, but he's more of a de- he is a defensive center that also mm. happens to shoot threes. Thomas Bryant is an offensive center that is a an a categorical categorical disaster defensively cool. and
0: is a an okay three-point shooter for a senate right, gri- okay again i'm i'm saying i'm saying that theoretically when he was brought in a lot of the analysis at the time and again i can go pull receipts we had it on our on my, on my former site uh that that was some of what he brought to the table I'm not going to name. I don't know who said he. He, but like I, ring protection, but that whatever, it doesn't matter. My he's taller, like that's it, like that's it, like he's like he's like a he's. I don't even think he's seven feet tall though, right? Thomas Bryant, he's like six ten. Bamba is a legit seven foot tall. He's a good acquisition. Like this is when when the Thomas Bryant trade happened. I said at the time, it makes sense that they would probably go out and get a bigger backup center because that's something that they've really lacked this year. Lo and behold. Yeah. So my disagreement
1: with you when you were saying that was not that the Lakers could use that. It was, it was your implication that like it was necessary to keep pace with like the league and the league just doesn't in general play seven footers at backup center anymore. Guys that, especially in games that matter, guys that play backup center in the NBA in games that matter are like, 6'6", six, 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 Like, mm-hmm. you know, LeBron, Wenyon, those sized guys are the guys that play backup center. And so I didn't think it was... Plus, when backups are in, they're generally worse. The games speed up, usually. And mm-hmm. so there just isn't room for a bunch of those guys, generally. You know, Giannis plays a bunch of center as a backup, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Gian- Giannis is an obvious outlier. The strange thing about TB is like and my disagreement with you saying the rotations mess this up
0: for for Some TV of it. is That's that it. I'm not blaming him he's, only he's going to
1: play less in Denver than he played yeah. <laughs> with the Lakers even yeah, I didn't get it. even in games when when AD was available mm-hmm. right his reportedly I didn't see who sent out the report but from from what you your paraphrasing of it or your reading of it was that he was frustrated with his time with his minutes when uh, ad came back mm-hmm. he's going to play more minutes with ad in the lineup as a laker then he's going to play like let's just say he plays every second that he, you cannot play him with joker you just cannot let's say he plays every second joker's off the floor he's going to play 14 minutes a night mm-hmm. he was playing even with ad back he was playing 16 to 18 with the lake i'm not
0: I'm not saying that like he's going to be happy with his decision in Denver or like no, that, that like, he's happy no, no, with no, that no, as the destination. Is, like,
1: you were saying your implication was that like Ham's rotations were incorrect and that caused his displeasure. What like should he no. should he have been playing more than 16 18 minutes?
0: Um yeah, I I think so, but like I I think I think when I'm when I'm talking about Ham in relation to Thomas Bryant, I think Ham put him in about as worse a spot as anybody on the roster, where um, he didn't spend any time next to AD, and and I thought that made I, I think he can. Um, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because yeah. he's theoretically not on the team anymore. But yeah, it doesn't matter. But like the other the other thing, and I think this was a a, a lot worse uh, spot that he put. Thomas Bryant in, but Bryant was also the quote unquote rim protector to the point that we were making a second ago about his inability to protect the rim. He was seen as the rim protector in lineups with Troy Brown jr. Is the power forward. Sure. But okay. But like, like who's who's the other option. No, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying that like, if you, if, if there was less reliance on, on all of the guards as they had over the course of the season, maybe you could have some extra size out there, Aside from uh Thomas Bryant that would make him look less useless in those lineups than he like did. Whom? That's whom. Well, all right, they got they got Rui, and I'm not sure I ever saw Rui and and, and Thomas Bryant play together. Okay, they, but that's the last had, like they've, they've had, had whatever, Troy... four games or six games or whatever. Well they've They're had like. they've had Troy Brown all season and he was in and out of the rotation because Yes, we we fine, kept seeing but, Lonnie fine, Walker at small fine, forward. Fine, but I'm just but you're, you're he's asking. Helping for Room, with, he's helping out. am answering no, no, no. your question. But you're saying like to
1: help him out with rim protection or make him not look like he's the only guy out there to protect the rim. No,
0: but I'm not, not saying not protecting that. Protecting that, the rim. No, I, I'm saying general length that might make it like one of the reasons you have all those guards out there is that they're quick enough to stay in front of people and not have as many straight line drives to the basket. And yet all of those lineups kept on producing straight line drives at Thomas Bryant and that's like the worst spot that you could possibly put him in. So like yeah, if you're if if the purpose of 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 putting all those tiny little guards out there together is for that one defensive advantage potentially and you're not getting that, then I would have rather had small or bigger players out there than those guys. So that maybe you have some some size that helps with boxing out. It helps with uh, passing lanes and keeping hands in passing lanes and stuff like that. Like that stuff is that stuff makes a lot more sense than Austin (laughs) Reeves at center at one point. You are digging deep
1: in the crates to put to put this one even partially on on Ham. What you're digging deep in the crates to put this one on Ham?
0: I. Again, I'm saying when I tweeted it, I said this is partially because of Ham's decisions and rotations. Like that I said partially. I didn't say this was all because of Ham. I'm saying, like, I don't think Ham has done a very good job this year. The fact that they acquired D'Angelo Russell and 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 people are thinking, oh shit, is how does he fit with Dennis Schroeder? Like that's that's an indication that Ham hasn't done a very good job in this regard. He has that blind spot. Um, and I think that blind spot had, it put Thomas Bryant in a spot that he looked about as bad as he could possibly look defensively. Did that definitely lead to him demanding out? Probably not, especially if his demand is to to play more. And now he's going to go back up somebody that he's going to play less behind. <laughs> sure. But I, I don't I don't think Darvin Ham did him any justices while he was while he was here as a Laker.
1: OK, I'm just gonna put that a little bit more on tb just being awful like what
0: are... yeah i i i think i think awful is is one way to describe some of ham's coaching approaches i think we can okay we can... <laughs> okay um all right the other the other deal um that that we talked about briefly was was bomba um i don't know that he, i don't think he can play next to ad uh that, no. that I, no, think, no, no, I think i no. think that would look pretty clunky no um, Anthony Davis is the center, period. And
1: yeah, Anthony Davis well, that's, is going to play center when he's out there, and he's going to be the only center when yeah. he's out
0: there. That's that's all I'm that's all I'm getting at. Yeah. Um though I will say though that like Mo Bamba and whichever wing doesn't start, right, whether it's Rui or Vanderbilt, um, that's a fascinating kind of pairing for a bench unit that's gonna get up and down the court. Um so I'm looking forward to to seeing that. And and then, you know, from from there, like I don't. The interesting thing uh, that if I you were, if you were wondering, the Lakers acquired D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt. Oh, did they? <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> um. Did they? Did they formally announce that? I'm still waiting for yes. the personal email. So. Yes. Um, what do you want to talk about? What do you want to know about those guys? Uh, we talked about them already. I think we did a pretty good job. <laughs> I think right. it, despite despite not being able to, um, uh, D'Angelo
1: Russell is going to start. Um, Terrence Ross Lakers,
0: is a buyout candidate according to Michael Scotto. The, the Lakers are, the Lakers
1: are going to the Lakers are going to play slowly. Um
0: Either I or Aaron just paused. So I think it is possible um okay.
1: I think it is possible Malik Beasley starts. Um Jared Vanderbilt I don't think will start. Um I suspect that the um
0: Hold on, I have to take this call. It is about my surgery, in fact. My surgery trial. Oh. Hold, please. <laughs> All right. Well, I will go ahead and wrap this thing up right there, honestly. Um, we are waiting for more information as far as what the Lakers are going to be looking to do here next. Um, Alexis, to answer your question, I don't believe D'Angelo Russell can play tonight because I don't know if he is in L.A. Um, the other part of it, too, is like he has to... Uh, pass a physical and and do all of that stuff, which might have already been done. If they're um, announcing, D'Angelo it Russell formally. will not be
1: available. D'Angelo Russell will not be available tonight.
0: Yeah, I don't think he he, he could be. Um, so like, uh, yeah, it's it's a, it's going to be a shorthanded team. Um, but I do kind of wonder. You none, know, none of the three of them will be available tonight. Yeah, I will tell you. But that. the 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 starting group, I I quickly threw together a rotation here, um, as as I see it to be, um. I have Russell, Beasley, Rui, LeBron, and A D starting.
1: I would agree. That would be my starting five also.
0: Um, I have oop, I misspelt Schroeder's name. Sorry, Schroeder. Uh, for that on Twitter. But Did you put uh, the extra Schre- E in? Uh, no, I I I, I, no, I forgot the C forgot the H. Oh. I call him Scrouder. S- Scooter? Scot <laughs> S- Scooter? S- Scrouder. Scooter. Which is okay. I think right. that's his poor name. Um oh boy. Uh, but then I have Lonnie Reeves as kind of you know who is available coming off the bench and at the two spot. Troy Brown Jr. Maybe being like your your small forward in that second group. Um, Vanderbilt and Bamba rounding out that the the rotation of players who I think we'll see on a regular basis. That's um, too many guys outside looking in. Uh, I think Devon Reed is going to be like the fourteenth guy. Max Christie, I don't think we're going to see very much of here moving forward. And even though they said the purpose of trading for Wenyon was to, or the purpose of trading Thomas Bryant was to maybe get Wenyon more minutes, I think he's going to be a pretty small part of the rotation here moving forward. So um, of those guys that I listed in the initial rotation, I could see maybe Brown being the, uh, you know, being the 11th guy and, and there being 10 other guys that that make some sense. Um, but, beyond that, what do you think of the, the potential rotation there? And I think we lost Aaron again. All right. Um, I am going to actually end it here. Um, and, and get us out of here as we embark on buyout season. Interesting stuff that Aaron said there about guys who might not be available tonight. So we got to keep our eye on other potential buyout candidates. Um, Dennis Schroeder comes to mind. uh, Troy Brown Jr comes to mind. Uh I guess like some of the the two-way players can also be potentially bought out. So we'll see what that looks like and and we'll see who uh is is on the roster here moving forward as the Lakers continue to add. They still need a small forward in my opinion. So we'll see um what 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 everything looks like. So until we do see that and until I talk to you guys next, I'm Anthony Irwin. That was Aaron Marsoul, and we'll talk to you guys next time.